Attention. The National Weather Service has issued a hurricane warning for the entirety of the National Hockey League. Please stay tuned for further information from the Storm Cellar. Welcome back to the Storm Cellar. I, I don't know if to call this the round two victory episode or the Eastern Conference Finals preview episode, but my heart rate rate is like 66 beats because the Hurricanes don't play hockey today or technically <laughs> yesterday or tomorrow because they did what we hoped they could do. I thought they were going to win. You were on the fence, if I'm being honest. You thought it might be Devils in seven, but I, I know that's not where your heart was. But missing the missing the firepower that we were missing and not realizing that Jordan Martinuk was going to go all, I believe the term was Wayne Gretzky, well, you know, I was on the say, Devils. Yeah, Jordan I know, Martinuk I, I, I'm feeling good. Yeah, J- Jordan, Jordan Gretzky Martin. Can we call him Gretz <laughs> for short, maybe? That, yeah. that was funny because he's like, oh, Jordan Martinuk's having a Gretzky. Like, oh, and, and the puck is in. Yeah. And you could you could almost hear the disappointment, like, oh, Carolina scored again. This one's over. Yeah. H- how you feeling though, Ray? Uh, I'm doing great. And and again, it was this one was a matter of just too much too much respect for the opposition, and maybe slightly misplaced, but falling back on our own history is why I kind of leaned to them. And oh sure. As as it returns to <laughs> as it turn uh, you know in terms of Schmidt himself, and we'll get to that when we talk to the Canes I, or, about the Canes Devils. Yeah, we uh, we'll deep dive that. But we'll deep that dive that. That's exactly it. But we have a very special guest in the storm cellar with us. He just walked in, pulled up a chair, and we're ready to chat with him. He does some amazing work. He's not in. F- He's not out in front of the camera. He's a brilliant mind. You have seen his work. If you're following the Carolina Hurricanes on social media, you've seen sensational work by this man. Next, Jack next level. Next level. Absolutely. Jack Ridenauer. Welcome. Welcome. Oh my God. I'm so glad we got you, man. This is so great. This is so great. Happy to be here. Happy to be here. It's, uh, I I think that it'll be fun to kind of pull back the curtain, let some people know kind of behind the scenes stuff, but it's, uh, it's been a fun ride for sure. I'm I'm happy to be here with you guys. Love it. Now, you know, Jack, with the, with the storm seller, we always like to talk and find out about our guests who come in. We want to know about, Kaniacs and jerks and how they got to this point. We want to hear your story. So as it relates to the hurricanes, how did you become a Kaniac and employed by the Canes further, which, uh, you know, you've got some insight probably that uh, Brad and I, and many of our listeners are going to be very interested in hearing. So tell us all about it. How did you become a Kaniac? Yeah, I mean, it, it helps that they pay my bills now. So that definitely, uh, you know, that's that's a good way to get into it. But uh, no, I, I was born and raised in North Carolina. And uh, I had never, never really grew up watching hockey. Uh, and I grew up in Western North Carolina, about an hour west of Asheville. Um, if you know where Western Carolina University is, Coloey, that's that's where I'm from. So, oh yeah, you you from way up in the hills. Yeah, we don't. A lot we of don't people play forget. <laughs> a lot of people forget Asheville is not the end of the state. There's a lot more state. Yeah, no, for sure. It's it's pretty close to Tennessee. So, 
uh we it was a big baseball town not a, like i said not a lot of hockey i don't i can't ice skate at all like I, I if i went out there right now I'd, I'd probably hurt myself so can't skate uh but did grow up playing all kinds of sports um and and loved it like i i love playing sports watching sports you know as a kid it's like what do you want to be when you grow up and it's like oh I, you know i want to be a baseball player i want to play in the major league so uh that you know grew to love sports at a young age and uh you know always wanted to go and play at the next level maybe it was like a collegiate level but if you hit 230 in high school you're not going to get a lot of college offers surprisingly enough so uh that that didn't uh, end up coming to fruition uh, but kind of when i was in high school i i took one uh it wasn't even like a design class it was uh adobe suites sort of class so we would learn uh, adobe premiere um, I think there was an audio program and, and Photoshop was in there as well. Um, and, you know, we, we kind of blocked it out this semester. We'd go through different programs. And uh, the one that I really enjoyed was Photoshop. And uh, it's funny looking back now because that's the only formal education I've had in graphic design was that one kind of like quarter semester in, in high school. Wow. Um, Get but the I, heck I, out of here. Yeah, wow. I, I just really, I really liked it. And, uh, and, and like, you know, it really makes my two interests of sports and then I could make cool looking stuff using Photoshop that was sports related. And uh, at the time, it wasn't really like as big as it is now. Like it was it was pretty informational stuff and not as much as like fun or creative like things. It was like, you know, here's the here's the time the puck drop right here is the date and the TV network. So it wasn't near as fun. Um, but yeah, moving out of high school, I, I didn't really know what I wanted to do in terms of like college or anything like that so i went to community college for two years um ended up getting my associates and knew i my sister had gone to nc state i liked raleigh a lot i wanted to go to nc state uh so once i finished up my associates i ended up going to nc state majoring in business uh with a concentration in it yep go pack go back um so that again no no design uh right no no like graphic design or anything like that and uh after i graduated with my business degree no idea what i wanted to do like the only reason i got this degree was because it was so broad in general uh that i feel like i could kind of plug and play in anywhere um so this in the in i graduated in 2020 so this was kind of when the canes were you know turning that corner and becoming you know cool again or, or like fun to watch <laughs> uh and i had never been to a hockey game and uh, I, I went to a few in college and they were a lot of fun. So that was, you know, right after that 18, 19, where we finally got back to the playoffs, um, for the first time forever. Uh, so the Canes were kind of up and coming and the, the black sweaters, I, I told my bosses like the black sweaters, when we like unveiled those, like that was, a, that was a cool thing to have. Like you're a college kid in Raleigh, like you see those black sweaters, you're like, Oh, I want that. Like, that's kind of the first thing that I saw that I was like, Oh, that's really cool. Like, what is this all about? Um, so again, went to, went to some college, uh, or went to some games when I was in college and really liked the sport. And it was cool to see a professional team in a town that I was living in. Cause I'd never had anything like that. I hadn't <laughs> even had a D one program or I guess, I guess Western Carolina is a D one program, but nothing like, you know, crazy big, uh, or with a lot of fans and things like that. So having a professional team in my backyard was really cool and something that I was really interested in. So, uh, after I graduated, from college, I saw that NC State was looking for creative media interns for the football team. And I was like, that sounds pretty cool. I might as well like shoot an email. I don't have anything else I'm doing. Like this is peak COVID, like no one's hiring, like why not? Um, so 
I, I sent an email to the uh, creative director of NC State football, who is now the team photographer for the Carolina Panthers, Chanel Smith-Walker. She's fantastic. One of the best in the world, in my opinion. Uh, but with some stuff I had made in that one high school class. So like that was my quote unquote portfolio was stuff I made when I was like, I don't know, 15 years old. Um, <laughs> and, you know, luckily she was like, yeah, I, I think we can work with this. So so why don't you hop on board? Um, and and that was, you know, that was a lot of fun. So I started doing recruiting material, which uh, you're basically trying to make these like, you know, 17, 18 year old kids feel like a million bucks. You're, you're putting their name on jerseys or, you know, hyping them up and making them look cool and, and feel very important. Um, so I did that and saw that like, Hey, this could be a career path for me, right? Like this is sports. This is something I'm interested in, something I like doing. Uh, so, so I kind of, you know, once my internship was up there and, uh, I kind of dedicated a lot of time to like honing in my craft or perfecting it and doing a lot of research and watching tutorials, things like that, uh, applied to a bunch of different collegiate uh programs throughout you know the whole united states really um and ended up landing a gig at the university of virginia for their athletic department so uh i did design for all 27 of our sports uh so that was a lot of experience uh all the way from like football to rowing and field hockey right anything in between basketball like every, everything you can think of they they have it there at virginia so garnered a lot of experience in uh in a very short amount of time um i was there for about a year and a half and uh i mean i knew long term that i wanted to move back to raleigh i really liked it and north carolina just in general because i really liked the location and things like that so um you know i i really wanted to get back here in the capacity that like you know i was either working in the nc state athletic department or potentially with the carolina hurricanes but i thought the hurricanes was kind of you know, that's a long shot, right? That's, that's professional. That's, <laughs> that's the big leagues. Uh, so, so I don't know, I got, I got an opportunity to interview uh, with some of the, the people here after I applied and, and luckily ended up getting it and starting it, starting here in about, I don't know, how many months ago is that five, six months ago, um, uh, about second week of January, uh, which was about a month before stadium series, which was a big haul, right? That's what we were. That's what we were prepping for, and uh, I'm I'm glad I got in at, at that time because uh, that was a lot of fun. And and being a kid from North Carolina and seeing, like, I I, I really do call it like North the closest thing we're gonna get to a Super Bowl here in in North Carolina. Like, it's it's it was the it was a big deal, and uh, it, it was super cool. And so I got to kind of help create the look and feel for that. And, uh, and during that game, I was up in the press box and Carter Finley, uh, you know, updating score templates and win graphics. I don't know if you guys saw like the fireworks behind the players that said like Kane's win. Uh, that was not real. I made that. Um, so that was like kind of a kind of a one of the pieces that I thought like performed very well, because like even to this day, I'll see it as people's profile pictures. And I'm like, I wonder if they know that, you know, that, that that's not real. But that was that was a lot of fun to, to kind of jump into immediately and uh and get things rolling there uh with stadium series and and things like that so fast forward to where we are now um you know right in the middle of the playoffs final four now uh you know just having the time of my life uh you know have a lot of trust from a lot of different people kind of in our department it's not just me like i wish i could take full credit for everything definitely mm -hmm. cannot do that like we have uh two other full-time designers on staff with ashley 
and Ali. They're, they're great. They're killer. Um, as well as uh, creative director Cato, you know, trusting us, keeping us all lined in. Our social team with Matt and Mac, they're both, you know, like I said, a lot of trust from them, uh, as well as uh, from like our higher ups in marketing with uh, Mike and Dan, like those guys, they get it and they, they kind of let us do our thing. And, and it's been it's been great, man. Like yeah. so much and, fun. And thanks, you know, to everybody, but particularly, I, you know, Mike and Dan, I'm sure you had to get clearances to come on and talk to us because, mm-hmm. right, like you're you're in the middle of the busy season you know, knock on wood, hopefully that continues for another month. So thanks to them for just letting you come on and talk to us. Uh, thanks to the team for knocking the devils out in game five, which gave you the weekend free so that you could be here. Cause yeah. I mean, the, the, I've said it a million times. So the, the Kane social media team is second to none. Um, you know, I, I am somebody and on this show. We've always tried to be realists. You know, we're hurricanes fans, but if we see something we don't like, we're going to call it out. And I've done that before. I'm sure sometimes the social media guys probably see Storm Cellar and they're like, oh, gosh, like that's like this could be good or this could be them ranting about something. Um, but, you know, they, they have an impossibly hard job in some ways. And I think they do a phenomenal job with it. You know, sometimes because social media is kind of the, the public face of the team, you know, they they probably get heat for things that, you know, should be run up the flagpole. But they're they're the ones who right, you know, that we know that we can get a hold of. So. Um, it's obviously not the personal. We think they do a phenomenal job. Thanks to them. Um, but especially with the devil series for me, you know, our graphics were in, in our social media presence was already an a, and then first graphic, the red one, right. With the, the kind of eye of the hurricane oh, kind of a look man. to it that came out. It just says no deal. And I saw people like, like, what does that mean? And it's like, like no deal, like deal with the devil, like, you know, and, and but it, and then everybody's like oh but and it felt like another level you know like we we had an A presence and now we're getting up into like A plus teachers pet category because that came out and was just phenomenal cerebral and, and, you know what right. I mean like there was something there like and you know it's funny when you said no deal with the devil on the other end of that it also brings in the aspect of never compromise either right you know what i mean like it just kind of wraps it up and puts nice little bow on it and you're just like this is this is glorious this is genius and it's speaking on so many different levels that you just kind of go wow it's it's sensational and 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 jackie so if you don't mind or if you can I wanted to kind of ask a question about those very ideas and things like that. When you're pulling things together with your ideas and stuff, does it, do you get together with your, your colleagues and spitball a bunch of ideas and stuff like that? Just throw things up and take a look at where you might be able to go. And it comes from you or does it come from, say, marketing down? Marketing down says, we want you to give us something like this. And then you take the process and go. Like, where are all these great ideas coming from? I looked at the the Islanders one that you did. Welcome <laughs> back. The two, the two fishermen in the boat and stuff. And mm-hmm. it was like, that was brilliant too. Where does all of this come from? Is it inside that? brain of yours or or how does it work bring us through Uh, so so it definitely depends on uh kind of what graphics but uh you know specifically talking about the playoffs um we have a 
so myself and Ali, uh, another one of our designers, we switch out the game. We call them hype pieces. Um, so it's not informational. It's not, you know, this is the time, this is the day, this is the network. It's it's to get the fans talking. It's to get you ready for for the game and kind of set the tone. Um, so so that we don't have a, a very, you know, boxy brief. It's it's make something cool, be artistic, be creative. And uh, I think even on the brief, it says like, don't put any sort of like Stanley Cup branding or like anything like that. Like you do you, you don't, you're not constrained to anything. Um, so a lot of these ideas um, are kind of, I'll make something, I'll have a, I'll have an idea, I'll conceptualize something and send it out for, you know, for some notes or changes that people would want to see. So luckily you guys are seeing the final product uh, and not my first draft, you know, like, uh, for, I'll, I'll pull up an example. So like the, uh, the, the game five where the devil is kind of drowning in the water, right in front of PNC. I love um, that one. My, Gorgeous. my first, yeah, my first draft of that, um, I had the horns upright and, and it wasn't as stormy, right. There wasn't like any, as much rain and it was kind of a calmer setting. So, so I sent that out uh, and, and they said, you know, I, I like the idea. I think we could really play with this, uh, but let's kind of muck it up a little bit. Let's make it look like he actually might be drowning instead of like raising up out of the water. And because uh, that's, okay. you know, gonna, that's going to help them a little bit more. <laughs> that's going to make them look a little bit cooler. Uh, so so kind of tilt the horns like so it's almost photorealistic because if your hand was up and you're reaching for help, your head would be tilted. So there's a lot of like these minute details that, that come from, you know, everyone all around. Um, and I, I just kind of throw the idea out say, Hey, you know, th I think this could look cool and be cool. And then they are like, okay, yes, you're on the right track. Let's tweak these little minute things. And that's what like, really will put it over the top. Um, like same thing with like the, the New Jersey state outline where it's kind of that, you know, uh, water meets lava and it's cracking and it's kind of hardening up. Uh, my initial concept for that was just a full lava state. Um, and, and the feedback that I got was, you know, hey, that kind of makes them look really cool. Um, <laughs> and that could almost be a New Jersey hype piece. Like that could look like almost they would post it. So how do we get from like A to C where it looks like a hurricane's piece and not a devil's piece? So, uh, you know, the the way that we kind of met in the middle there was to almost look like the water is is you know, hardening this lava or, you know, the scorched earth, you know, H-E double hockey sticks type of uh, <laughs> island, you know, that that's the vibe that we were going for. So, yeah, the ideas and, and some of them are kind of like up here. It's just I get help from from, you know, various different places on our team from how to get it from good to what I hope is great in, in, the, in the fans eyes. So I have to bring up a great one. Um, so I'm looking at one and, and the post just says hell has frozen over, right? This is, this is what I'm calling like the ice block graphic. You have, you have the prudential center in the background, you know, kind of, then, then you have this block of ice. It's kind of, you know, kind of broken up a little bit. And a lot of people may have missed the detail in that block of ice is, is a tooth. <laughs> and I'm assuming that tooth used to be in the mouth of Mr. Hughes and is no longer, but I got to know. So whose idea is the tooth? Like, was that a you thing or did somebody go, oh, hey, let's put a tooth in there because that would be wicked funny. Or uh, the fact that the hurricanes are willing to 
you know, they're willing to to not be conservative, right? They're not willing to be like old stodgy, don't offend anybody business. Not that this is offensive, but just, you know, they're, they're willing to push buttons a little bit, right? You know, they're willing to, when they got blocked by the Preds, be like, hey, like, why are we blocked by the Preds three years ago? And, you know, but the tooth, that is a very impressive detail and shows how much attention to the organization plays or pays, excuse me, to these graphics because they know that things like that once they're picked up on are going to go viral i mean that's why you guys as a team are fantastic but i, I gotta know um can, can we know who whose idea was the tooth oh yeah no it definitely uh so i had the original concept of uh you know and this is a real statue outside of the prudential center that little rock i didn't know that was a thing until i started uh, like googling i so, knew like, it that's five an, seconds that's ago. an actual oh yeah it's an actual rock and <laughs> I threw the plaque and on uh, kind of on the side to say, you know, hey, this is a real thing. Um, but the tooth, and I, I had that original concept just without the tooth. And then our team photographer, we had a, we just had kind of like a team meeting um, on, I guess it was Thursday afternoon, like you know, four hours before the game. Um, he's like, dude, you got to put the tooth in. And I looked at him, I said, <laughs> yeah, I got to put the tooth in. You're 100 percent right. Like that is genius. So that's a great. I mean, idea. I think I think it took like two seconds to actually just kind of plop it in there and and kind of uh make it you know fit the lighting and everything like that but it's like that is genius and that takes it from you know to the next level like i, I thought it was mm-hmm. a cool piece but man that is just like and, and you don't notice it right like it's one of those things like as a as an artist or designer you're like i want people to stop and stare and look at this and break it down and then once they see that they're like oh man those canes like i hate them or i love them you know? <laughs> yeah and, and a lot <laughs> of people sweet. missed it because i bring it up and people are like what and i'm like it like it's I, it can't be any more obvious to me once you see it, right? Mm-hmm. But I love that your team treats art as art, right? This isn't just a, a you know nobody's looking on your team is looking at this like this is just a hockey promo, right? They're like, this is legit. I know somebody on Twitter said, you know, like we should be able to buy these, and I immediately was like, if you said we're going to make these like mini posters, like the four of them or five of them for like twenty bucks, like. I would buy them. I would put those on my wall in my Kane's room. Absolutely. Like fantastic job. Yeah. No question. Yeah. I I don't, I don't know if it'll come to fruition. I know there's been talks behind the scenes. I don't want to promise anything, but uh, you know, hopefully I think that'd be super cool. I would love to buy them (laughs) personally. Uh, But you know, we'll see. Hopefully that that's something that we could do in the future. Um, But that'd be super cool. Like that for me, it's like that's pat on the back, right? Like people want to buy your art um, and put it on their wall. Like that's that's pretty cool. So Jack, we're like the, you you talk about the hype pieces. Are those are the hype pieces your favorite part of this because it does just let your creativity just explode, right? It just goes out there and how many different ideas and how hard is it to do those creative ones when you're managing all the other work that you have to do? Because we see it everywhere. All of these uh, great uh, graphic designs involving the team name, the scores, all the rest of it. Like that's a lot of work. That's a lot of work. And when it feels like these creative ones are more so much fun, you'd want to spend more time with it. I, Tell, tell me about it. Like, how do you, how do you manage it all? Like, how does that work? What's your, or, maybe, maybe like, what's a normal work day? Maybe that yeah. you could tie in, like, like, like you get up, you come in on a, 
a non-game day or a game day. What's it like for you? Uh, the playoffs have definitely been different. Um, just with kind of, we, we wanted to take things in our own hands and, and like you said, you know, take it up that next level. Uh, so things for playoffs have been a little bit different. Um, our team will divvy up projects, um, and kind of do a little bit of a rotation. So like, um, I, I have the hype pieces every other game and Allie has them, you know, when I don't have them. So, uh, for an example, if I had game one, she would have two, me three or four. So, and so on. Um, but then I would then take another one of our graphics, you know, in place of that and get that rotation. So it's not like getting stale or, or, you know, just wrecking my brain, trying to like come up with these, you know, uber creative pieces. But, uh, to your question about if I, if these are my favorite, oh, hands down, like these are, these are so much fun. Um, and, and my favorite thing is like when teams talk trash or like, are chirpy to each other, like that's that's fun to me. So any way I can do that and like tell a story, which is really what I'm trying to do in these high pieces is like, you don't see any hockey pucks, right? There's no sticks. There's no, there's no, like, yeah. I think the the only high piece I've done with a hockey player was like Aho looking up at the cup, uh, in round one game one. Uh, so that it's like, okay, well, how do you tell a story without a hockey puck? Right. We're playing this game. We're playing hockey how does this relate at all? So, so, you know, playing with the mascots, the atmosphere, uh, the different like vibes of, of kind of how the series is going, because if, if we go to two to two, um, I, we're not putting out that, you know, double drowning uh, before game five. Like it, it just doesn't make sense. Right. Like it's a tie series. We're not up three to one where we have them on the ropes. So we, we would have had a pivot there. So it's, it's, I like there's a lot of stuff behind the scenes, you know, that that people don't really see or like aren't in the meetings for things like that. Um, but yeah, I, I love doing the creative pieces and the storytelling is is where I'm just like really trying to, and, to make people feel something. Ray mentioned that, you know, the the game five Islanders piece, right? The two fishermen in the boat mm-hmm. that tells a whole story. You can look at that graphic and go, yeah, those guys are in trouble. You know, it, it's it just yeah. it reads ominous, even though contextually it's clouds wrapped around a boat and a couple of guys fishing and like the water's not, you know, the water's not overly, you know, aggressive or anything. It's just but it has it has almost a, a horror movie cinematic mm-hmm. feel to it, which is yeah. just phenomenal. So like um, they're in the eye of the storm where it's relatively calm, but, you know, they're in desperate trouble, right? Like, you know, yeah they're just by themselves out there and it's just it's brilliant uh, cerebral is the best word that i could call it i just love everything about it, it hits so many points um and i was going to say i was going to say and on top of the cerebral piece you mentioned jack about you know kind of the of the little bit of trash talk between teams i'm sure as fans we probably go way too far sometimes collectively the oh, teams, yeah. at least, I think, you know, everybody's professional. Like, there's some, you know, professional rivalries. Um, I know that I think you uh, were looking forward to the Panthers because the Panthers have had some amazing graphics. Uh, I kind of saw the Panthers, you know, posted something, and I, I saw Jack kind of like, oh, like, so, like, we need to turn this up another notch. And and as a fan, that gets me excited because I'm like, okay, what's next, right? And not just for the Canes. Like, now I'm also looking at, you know, I followed the Florida Panthers guys. Um, I shouldn't say guys, the, the Florida Panthers, you know, social media, you know, designers, because I'm like, okay, now what are they going to do? Because they've had some phenomenal stuff as well. And that's part of what our podcast is about. That's one of the things I see 
when I when I look on social media and I see like the Andrew Raycross of the world, like, oh, a Florida Carolina final is like the worst thing and it's not going to grow the salary cap, blah, 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 blah. Look, old white guys. Everybody in Canada watches hockey. So, so if it's Edmonton Leafs, you're not going to get new fans on board to watch the finals. It's just not going to happen. Everybody up there who is interested in hockey already watches hockey. The places yep. that you can grow hockey are non-traditional markets. So having the Hurricanes and the Panthers in the Eastern Conference Finals, two teams that can score, two teams that can hit, two teams that have speed, like this is what you should want if you like hockey. If you just want to see old original six teams, then you don't like hockey. You just like your team. Like I like hockey. Like I'd love to see the Hurricanes in the finals, but if they're not, I'm still going to watch, right? Oh, so, yeah. and I think the team and the, and the designers and the people who work with the teams can help build that, right? Because it gets people on board. It gets, it's a hook. And then once you get them hooked and you start reeling them in with some of these things and, and it kind of grows on people, right? I mean, Jack, you said yourself, you know, growing up in Western North Carolina, hockey wasn't on your radar. But then you get into it and it gets addictive, right? And then and then it kind of grows on you. And, and that's what this is, about. I, in my opinion, like that's what a lot of this is about. And, and that's what guys like Dan and Mike, you know, for the Canes understand is it's not just the product on the ice. Like that's the most important piece. I mean, you know, wins are what's going to put butts in seats. But if you're winning, what else can we do to help grow the game and grow the fan base? I mean, just even my background on Zoom. I mean, this is what I've been using for, for since the playoffs started. I mean, you know, you got a barn full of people, you know, waving rally towels and going nuts and the hype videos and the graphics that are on social media, all of that feeds in and gets people pumped up for game days. It's just phenomenal. It's integral to the, the development of the game and the added excitement and stuff. Like you want people, you, like you want them to almost, just be so hyped up and so fired up that they're like shaking going in and they're holding everything together so that they can get to their seat and then just explode and make the make the pnc the loudest building in in hockey which it is i mean it, you'll you'll know when you go right and and jack you have a big part of that along with all of your colleagues like everyone working together pulling on the rope in the same direction it feels like it's the same thing that you see from the team as well it's like everyone seems to be in tune to the jobs that they have and they're all doing it properly which is great and jack i i know you can't tell us what you have planned for you know the the panthers i know you can't you know reveal any of that but surely from what we've seen you've got a lot of great ideas kind of bouncing around right uh i i hope so god i hope so um you know i i i just at the end of the day i know i, I think the ultimate goal is to not have PETA like coming at us on twitter um so <laughs> i'll leave it at that but i i, I think that uh you know, there's, there's a fine line too that, that, you know, that, that you can't cross, uh, when it comes to some, some certain things, uh, obviously we're not trying to endanger animals or anything here, but, uh, just, just trying to have fun with it. And, uh, I know, I know now the, the bar is set pretty high. So, so now it's, uh, how can, how can we keep it going? It's, you know, it's a little nerve wracking, but I, I think that, uh, I think we're set up where we'll, we'll be successful. I hope so at least. And so, go ahead, Brad. 
Uh, go ahead, because I was going to change the topic. So if you have a question, yeah, no, 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 that okay. was that's exactly um, where I was going. So I was just thinking. So speaking of nerve wracking, you you kind of said before we we started recording, you kind of came in right before the stadium series. So I assume they put you to work straight away, right? There's there's no time to like ease you in. I'm sure you were like they were like, hey, we need stadium series graphics. Go. Can you talk a little bit about stadium series and and just being new, right? Kind of new at mm-hmm. there. You're dropped in. This is an NHL event. Does you know, did the and I don't know if you can talk about it. Like, I know for hockey operations, the the NHL was like, give us the keys, we're running everything out of the way. I assume for your group within the social media side, it was probably mostly hands off. There might, I don't know if there was like, you know, you need to do X, Y's, and Z some things, but otherwise, just do your thing. Um, but can you talk a little bit about the stadium series and how that was as a, as a newer employee there, and then how that maybe differs or differs? from playoffs because I mean playoffs are an annual thing the last five years at least after the drought but that stadium series you got to work on something that you know could be a once in a lifetime certainly a once in a generation event for not just the hurricanes but the state of North Carolina the wolf you know Wolfpack UNC game that a the the Wolfpack smoked them but you know there's what 26,000 people in attendance for a club hockey game in Raleigh North Carolina in February that's Gotta be phenomenal. But can you talk a little bit about your stadium series experience? Yeah. So with the stadium series, the uh the NHL provided us with um almost like a toolkit. It, it definitely wasn't like guidelines like you have to use this for the score graphic or, or things like that. Um, but it was like here's some patterns that we're gonna use if you want them. Here they are. Um, some texture shapes, things like that. Um, so they provided us with with uh, a bunch of different things that we could pull from if we wanted to. Like, you know, we're not obligated at all. Um, if it fits what we're trying to go with, then perfect. Um, so with the stadium series are kind of like we sat down in meetings and said, OK, what do we want to focus on? We knew what the jerseys look like um, beforehand. Uh, so so we knew like, yeah, that black and red is exactly what we're going to try and lean into because that's all that's on our our jerseys. Um, so we leaned into that super heavy, um, with, with some, you know, different fonts that we, we don't use in anything else. Um, so like, that's a different feel in itself. Uh, that's a different vibe. I, it, uh, one of the fonts we, uh, use was the same one that's on the nameplate on the back. Um, so if, if you go back and look, all the numbers and things are actually the same ones that are on the uniforms and it's not used anywhere else. We don't use those in anything. Um, so, so that's, it's like its own little micro campaign and, uh, it's almost similar to a whaler's night. It's just blown up a lot more, uh, where we take over everything and and switch fonts and, and, you know, even colors for whaler's night. Um, but different things like that, but the stadium series was super cool, but I'll tell you, it was a pain because we had one Jersey. So all for all the guys to wear for the marketing material beforehand. So anything you see with Svetch, he's wearing a 21 jersey in real life, but we had to go in, take out the 21 on his arms and put a 37 for his real number. And we didn't have any nameplate on the back. Uh, I think it just said Hurricanes. Um, so that was a pain because anything we wanted to use, we would have to doctor up a little bit more than a normal, you know, photo shoot picture we had. Uh, so, so that was, you know, interesting to work with, but I think it came together really well, just leaning on that black and red and, and kind of getting out of our normal day-to-day stuff. It was a completely different look and feel, um, because it, you know, like I said, it was our Super Bowl. Uh, it, it was, it was awesome. 
And y'all, yeah. y'all hit it out of the park. I mean, you absolutely nailed it. <laughs> There's no question. Yeah. You, you, okay, so look, uh, because of my love for the Whalers, you gotta, you gotta give me a little something about the work that you put into Whalers Night, because uh, that's where my love for this squad began in the early '80s. I've been a big proponent of the fact that. This is a, you know, when we do Whalers Night, it's not straight money grab. It is respect for the history of the club and it deserves to be brought to the front. And it always like, right, it tugs on the heartstrings. It's always there for me. So I'd love to hear something about some of the work you did for the Whalers Night. Yeah, it's it was definitely a group effort again. Uh just we sit down and say what do we want to kind of play into or pull in um and things like that. So this year we kind of leaned in heavy on some rope elements um to kind of you know uh, it could mean a hundred different things with the whalers like you know um boats and and things like that. But uh we leaned in heavy with uh the the rope as a as a design element, uh heavy on the blues and, and things like that. Um, and then, you know, just how, how can we be different from years past? Because, you know, we do this every year now. So, so how can you break it up so that it's new and fresh and it's not the same thing we did last year or the same thing we're going to do next year. Um, so, you know, getting back to our, our unit as a whole, it's very new. I think we've almost doubled the creative services size in the past 12 months. So like we have a lot of resources now that maybe the, the Canes didn't have in years past. Um, to do a lot of fun, different things that it's just we couldn't do because of staffing issues or, or things like that in the past with, you know, COVID and everything getting out of that drought. Um, you know, we're set up very successfully right now with just in terms of personnel and things like that. We have a very talented group. So, I mean, that's just a proponent of, you know, a lot of things coming and, and you know, the dominoes falling in the right direction uh, with just a great group of people and and whalers night again that micro campaign where it's it's not the same as as a regular game day right like it's it's a lot different it's a lot more fun and you can do some wacky stuff with it i i love it and and jack i don't know if a regular caniac from calgary can commission you and your team but please if you can do a hype one like the ones you've done for the playoffs for the whalers night next season I, I, I had a fun one for whalers. I don't know if you saw it. It was uh it was a while ago. It was kind of uh I don't know if you can see it here, but it was kind of uh the oh, iceberg. Yes. Yeah. That's so, outstanding. I yeah, love for, it. For people at home, there was uh, if you remember the whalers night, I there was like an iceberg that was broke up, but in the whalers logo, which I, I I've heard it before and I'll just echo it. Best logo ever in sports. And unfortunately that that Thank designer had just like passed away, I think earlier this month. Ago. So yeah. 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 If horrible uh, news, but man, what a legacy to leave behind. So maybe not a million dollar idea, but maybe like a tens of thousands of dollars idea. Next year, blue whalers jerseys. People, every fan I know, they love the green, the grays. I mean, it's gray. Like it, it, you know, it's a little bit tougher sell, although they're still nice, but everybody I know is like bring back the blue whalers jerseys oh, and man. I will buy one and myself included. So just the next time Do- uh, Tom is like walking the halls, comes in to say hi to you Put the and is asking your opinion on uh, how he should make more money. 
you okay. can say, well, Brad and Ray think that you should do blue yeah. for Whalers, you know, blue for Whalers night next year. Yeah, I'll make I'll make sure that Tom knows Storm Cellar is next where time, their vote is. Next yeah. time Tom takes you out to lunch and y'all are chilling at Capitol <laughs> Grill, yeah. uh, just be like, hey, Brad and Ray have a killer idea. Blue, it's different, right? You know, give you gives you a new angle of things, but yeah, uh, yeah. yeah, the the Whalers Night stuff's phenomenal. It's it is. I don't know. It's it's such an integral, like I think Ray, you said, you know, part of part of the team dynamic now, right? I love hearing that they've expanded that group. Uh, I, I, for my own self, I, I'm always looking to see if they, you know, the next time they, they need like a network manager or a, you know, a Windows, you know, desktop guy or something, because you know they, they post things. And I'm like, I don't, I don't do that. I don't do that. I don't do that. Like, like if you have computer jobs, let me know. Like, I'll move back. But <laughs> there you go. Not yet. In. There you go. We found out so much about what you do, Jack, and thank you so much for sharing. I love being able to look in behind the curtain, right? And this is interesting stuff about the effort that is just, since the results are clear, we see the finished product, like you said, and the work that goes into it is phenomenal, but it takes brilliant minds like yours and your colleagues to kind of hone it all together and and little comments from people that say oh hey how about the tooth right like just little things it's that was such sensational stories the nuances right it is it is nuances indeed uh let's let's move on to what we're looking to in the playoffs right now and brad I, i'm going to throw this to you how do we want to do this do we want to start do we want to start at kane's devils and then just kind of break down the rest and then go to our future and what we're looking for, or how do we want to do it? Do we want to come back to the Canes? Let's um let's let's finish Canes Devils because then we can jump into uh Canes Panthers. Sure. So yeah, let's let's let's, let's 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 start in uh let's start in the West. I think we started in the East last time. Let's start in the West. So uh and let's talk about last night's game because that's the most yeah. recent one. Kraken versus stars. Uh the Kraken just won't go away. I can't imagine what Jack would be able to do with the Kraken, uh, you know, idea and stuff. It would be sensational to be sure. This team uh, just will not go away. They've got an effort and uh, a work ethic. They look, it's like they're the, it's like they're the hurricanes of the West, to be honest, (laughs) because everyone is scoring. They're playing it the same way. They're so tough and they're just confounding the stars and everyone's wondering, you know, stars have them on the ropes for game six and you would never tell who, because you look at that game. When you look at each game individually, you never see who is more dominant in the entirety of the series because every night it's either they're on or they're off no real close games at all and dominant play from one side or the other, whoever shows up. This is crazy. This is crazy. I did not see them going to seven games, especially against the stars who just are loaded with talent. Are you Jack, when you, when you look at the playoffs like this, what do you, what do you see? What do you see out there? This is crazy. I mean, I, I personally, you know, as you guys as you guys now know, I, I hockey's very new. Like I only get icing right about 80% of the time still. 
Uh, so, you know, no, I, I, can't sit, I can't sit, you know, okay. I can't sit here and tell you, you know, their four check needs to be better. Or, uh, you know, the goalie problems here are, are playing the, the night. No, I, I, uh, from a creative standpoint, you know, Kraken, Kraken would be a lot of fun. And I do like watching them play. Like it's a new team. That's a lot of fun. And, uh, like those colors, I mean, my goodness, I mean, talk about jealous, like dude, those, those look, those look great. Uh, so I, I, I would like to see the Kraken win uh, selfishly because I'm not sure how you can uh, get a hurricane up in the atmosphere to take down like a, a star, a literal star. Uh, so selfishly, Kraken would be a lot easier to play with, right? Um, but then in the other one, I, I don't know, the, the Oilers and like Golden Knights. I mean, I, I like watching McDavid play. I really do. But again, like I like the new franchises. I like to see them flourishing because it makes the old hockey heads mad. So, you know, anything to stir the pot there is is fun for me. Absolutely. You got to like it. Brad, Brad, what do you think? Kraken stars? So not going the way I thought it would. Um, no. Uh, Ottinger and Grubauer are both at like 900 for the series in that range, which isn't bad by any means. But I, I honestly thought both of them would be better. I mean, we're seeing them you know, five and six goal games, it's, it's shootouts. Like it's, it's not that dissimilar to hurricanes devils certainly did not expect what every game, you know, except for the one to, to be four goal wins and four goal leads. It's so it's, it's two teams that the stars are just a little off and the Kraken just picked it up. And when you put those two things together, like, you know, it's, oh man, for game seven, I, you know, I said stars and six, but as I've said before, once you hit a game seven, it's really a best of one. It's a coin flip. Right. It, you know, you've both won three. It's kind of irrelevant. I don't even know how much winning game six factors into it unless you had to win multiple in a row. You know, if you're down three one and you need to win three straight, Florida, then then you have an advantage of game seven. But if it's kind of a back and forth, it's it really is a coin flip. And I don't know. I I I I'm a closeted stars fan, I think, but if the Kraken were to, were, you know, to get through, I, I'm okay with that. I, I've just had fun watching the two teams. I mean, I think it's been a really good series in general. So, mm. and, and that's once again, that's, you know, two non-traditional markets. Like that's good for hockey, you know? So look, if the, uh, a couple of things, if the Kraken were to make the final, I would be very excited to see the hype pieces that Jack could show up. <laughs> but uh, aside from that, I mean, there's uh, in, there's a immediate love for that type of success based solely on the GM. I mean, Ron Francis, right? That's your boy. Bringing him home. He is the, in my mind, always the greatest ever. Uh, will never be topped. And to see... Ron Francis return with his what he's been able to do with that team and have them in a Stanley Cup final shoot that would be just out of this world for me and more more great stories that can be you know brought up to you know the nuances of what the series will bring that's going to be part of it so that's great I never would have imagined this in the style of play. If you were to say, so Raymond, which team is going to win when teams will be scoring, you know, five, six goals a night? 
Is it going to be, if it's a run and gun game or whatever, I would have said stars over and over and over and maybe in four, like you just couldn't play that way against the stars. They have got so much scoring potential. And, but you look at Robertson who is still MIA. You wonder what's, what's five assists, no goals. I like that's, I mean, the assists are nice. And everyone would say, well, Raymond, he's not exactly MIA, but the problem is he is a goal scorer and there is something missing and he, he better show up at home. Can, you know, can I just and, say, oh, yeah. I'm sorry, I didn't mean to cut you off, Ray, but no, 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 go um, ahead. Y- Yanni Gord, who's having just a series oh. for himself. When he was with the lightning, I will always, he will always be the guy who cross checked stall like seven times. And then Stahl scores that goal and then starts whining to the refs. He'll always be that guy to me. Yeah. And I, so I, I kind of would like to see him lose just based on that one play. I, don't I know that's yet. super petty of me, but Jack works for the team. The social, this, the hurricane social media team gets petty if no, if nobody else gets petty. So, uh, yeah, yeah but and, yeah. And, and Robo, it, Dallas is a team like most teams where if your goal scores are not going, go, you know, scoring goals, you're going to have a hard time. The yeah. Hurricanes are one of the few exceptions to the rule. It's why we don't have any 40-goal scores. It's like we don't have a whole bunch of 50- and 60-point guys. Everybody else has built that your goal scorers need to score. So, yeah, Robo's, you know, those five assists is great. Like, he's putting points on the board, but at some point, he needs a net one, and he's got one game to do it. Yeah, uh, uh, almost. It, it's not quite put up or shut up. No one's going to believe that he's a washout. Yeah, they can do it without him, but but man, if they really want to make sure that they put their stamp on this series, he's going to need to. He, he's uh, not be being a, a you know he's he's no Jordan Martin. <laughs> Jordan Martin Gretzky coming down the right wing. Um, now Jack brought up Vegas and Oilers, so we'll we'll touch on them too. Uh, Oilers are in trouble. Jack Eichel. Man, he's asserting himself in a big way too. And it's it's funny. I just did not, again, taking penalties against the Oilers is a huge mistake. They're still doing it. Let me say first, Pietrangelo deserved at least two games, at least. Yeah. That was a, yeah, that was not good. when, when, when Rod Brendamore was talking about the tomahawk chop on Teravainen that broke his hand, he was accurate. That's what it was. But that was the mother of all tomahawk chops. Like that stick was so high and, and no injury. You know what I mean? Like Dreisaitl survived it, but that was not the intent. The intent was break something. And understand, I guess, and understandably in that situation, losing your uh, focus and being so mad and just looking for pure vengeance is understandable considering the cross checks into the boards, the like everything that had come on, you know, with Kane and stuff. I got to tell you, it's getting, it's getting fugly out there on the ice like it's it, it's there's something to it and it's not it we're we're stepping away from the great hockey that we can see and the chippiness and the violence which is going 
unfettered, really. It's not called very often because now it's playoff hockey where the pet, what the prescribe, you know, what is a penalty in the regular season, it suddenly doesn't reach that bar anymore. I'll never understand if it's a penalty at one point, it's a penalty whenever it's done. And that's just not the way the game just is one rule book, called. right? Yeah, exactly. So it's, it's frustrating as heck. Uh, Oilers are on the ropes, but I can see them coming out very, very strong. The Edmonton Oiler fans will pack Rogers and they are going to be bumping. It's going to be big, a very tough fight. Vegas is going to, Vegas is going to have a hard time, you know, kicking them out of the playoffs. There's just no other way to describe it, but it's going to have to rely on Skinner. It's going to have to rely on Skinner. He's going to have to be better than he was in game five. And there's no question about that. What do you think, Brad? Uh, I have thoughts. Uh, it's my show. So I guess that's good, right? Yeah. 100%. Uh, so, so the first thing that jumped out to me, I was, I was, I was doing some looking around last night and on the NHL.com, they have like a players to watch, like for the, you know, for the game previews mm-hmm. and for the Oilers, you know, it's points, McDavid, goals, Dreisaitl, assist, Nugent Hopkins, uh, plus minus, you know, Hyman. And for the Vegas, it's Jack Eichel, Jack Eichel, Jack Eichel, and Jack Eichel. It's, it's like, I don't know why. It's like they think he's a one man band and, and like they're getting contributions. But what oh, yeah. really sets this series apart for me is special teams and five on five. You know, Oilers power play 47.4%. I mean, holy smokes, you know, versus, one, you know, yeah. the one 74%. Goal in every two. Like, yeah, what it's, the heck? I mean, if, if half the time you go on the power play, you get a goal, you, sh- you should, this should be 4 0, oh, right? You know, the, the Vegas Golden Knights penalty kill is only 58.8%. You know, Oilers aren't a lot better, but they're 74. But, I mean, that's not good, but it's better than 58. <laughs> and yet, goals four is only 0.2 difference. 3.82 for the Oilers, 3.6 for the Knights. And goals against is 0.2 lower, obviously, for Vegas, which means they're beating them five on five. Yeah. You know, the Oilers are in these series because of power plays. Like, that's what's keeping them in the game. That's... I'm a little surprised, but this is kind of you know what I've said all year and all last year about the Oilers. Uh, this year they are getting more contributions up and down the line, but when your offense relies on a couple of people netting goals on the power play, Vegas just don't take penalties tonight. Just stay back, play a little more conservative, play five on five because you're beating five on five. And yeah. you know Jack Eichel getting you know moving out on from Buffalo, I think was I think was a big mistake. For you know, one of my favorite players, Kevin Adams, who's the GM there in Buffalo, they should have just let the man have the surgery because Buffalo would have would have been in the mix this year if they had him. In my opinion, they really would have. I mean, I think he could have elevated his game the way he has in Vegas. I think he could have easily done that in Buffalo, and that brings up guys like you know a different Skinner. But yeah, I, I still think that this is going to be Vegas. I think I said Vegas in seven. I think you said Oilers in seven. Yeah, um, I think. We both are a coin flip away from being right. If mm. Vegas can get it done tonight, which is a 10 p.m. start, which is ridiculous. It's Mother's Day weekend. It's a Sunday. There's no other game on. There's no other game. Why are they pushing it so late? I don't understand. I don't. You, you, you know, we talk about trying to grow the league and the league keeps 
doing things that don't grow the league because out West, yeah, it'll be great. Everybody out West will watch from maybe eight to 11, but people out East, they'll wake up in the morning to see who wins potentially. So, but uh, overall it's, it's the it's the type of series. I kind of expect a little bit. It is chippy. There's a lot of back and forth. It's uh, I'm so thankful that Kane's devils wasn't this way. You know, Kane's Islanders yeah. was a little bit, I'm so glad that I, I I don't like Lindy Ruff. I haven't liked him since you know Buffalo came to back in our barn in 06, I think it was. Yeah. And it's it was never because because he's you know he's just not my kind of guy. But at least I can agree with him that he doesn't like the you know the after whistle stuff. He doesn't like that agitating for the sake of agitating. Like he has guys who will go out there and do those things, but yeah. when the whistle blows, for the most part you know, regroup and focus, get back to hockey. And I love the fact that we're not having to deal with some of the things that like Vegas and the Oilers are, because I mean, there's, you know, it's, it's, it's very, you know, it's, it's getting kind of personal guys are going to get hurt and the hurricanes are already, you know, already in the hole there. So. Yeah. No question. Yeah. No question. Uh, let's move East and, and, and Jack, I don't know if you little, uh, you were so nice to share uh, behind the curtain information i'm gonna share behind the curtain information with you so in my house my wife who i love dearly (laughs) is a long suffering stress long and suffering leaf span and part of me was not wanting to have a civil war in my house with the Leafs actually moving on to face us. So in a sense, the Panthers winning is a blessing in disguise. You think it saved her marriage? It may have. It absolutely (laughs) may have. She clearly (laughs) stepped out of the room (laughs) the last couple of minutes. (laughs) Now, the the problem... The problem, though, is I was watching that fifth game, Florida and Leafs, and I've never been more angry in support of the Leafs and the Leafs fans in my life. I watched that game and I lost count of missed calls missed at like everything like it, there's a long list that really stuck out for me now uh, as for you i'm sure i'm not sure what would have been more fun for you to do How, trying to do stuff with the leafs versus the hurricanes where the leafs blow uh, which is one thing that i always say all the time uh, or or the Classic. panthers what ideas were you what ideas were you looking at? Were you licking your chops as to which uh, ones you'd be looking at? I mean, I was definitely rooting for the Panthers uh, in, in the last two rounds, really. So now I kind of, I'm, I'm a little bit sad that I have to root against them, but trust me, I will be. Uh, their <laughs> their design team really set a has set a high standard in the past few years, and they're like second to none in, in the NHL. Um, so I've actually, you know, when you're in the in the design or creative space in sports 
um, you get, you get to know who actually is doing these things. Um, so, so I I'll chop it up in the DMS with some of the Panthers, uh, designers and be like, you know, talk a little bit of smack and things like that. Uh, because for me, like Twitter is my LinkedIn for, for how, you know, an accountant would use LinkedIn. Uh, mm -hmm. I, that's how Twitter is for me. I've gotten a lot of, uh, you know, professional opportunities just through that platform, because that's how you kind of can pinpoint and track these people down that are, that are behind the scenes. Uh, so definitely, you know, getting to, to talk to these Panthers designers and things like that. Like I definitely wanted to see them move on just so we could have, um, you know, I, I don't want to say like, down. Yeah. yeah, battle the juggernauts, but like, I, I think that, you know, we're getting to that territory where it's kind of like two teams that are setting themselves apart, uh, in, in a way of like social media are really going at it. And like, you can't ask for, for better, like for me to keep things interesting and fresh and just like, that's a dream scenario, really. I know this is your first year uh, with the, with the Canes, but at, like previously so far, like, have you ever been interacting with like another team's, you know, maybe design team, you're just DMing or whatever, just smack and talk or talk smack talking. I can't speak talking smack. Has anybody like, like slipped up and given you something? He went, Oh, I can turn that into a graphic. Like, has anybody like accidentally, not giving away like what they're doing or anything, but like, have they ever made a comment or something? And you went, Oh, I, I can use that. Has that happened yet? I just, cause I think uh, that'd be wicked funny. No, because I mean, you know, you're trying to keep it civil because it's like, you know, we're, we're right. all professionals here. It's not like I'm going to like watch film. You know, yeah. It's, it's not, it's not like, like rival yeah. high schools where it's like, Oh, no. that high school, those kids suck. Like, yeah, right. No, we're all, we're all very friendly and things like that. But uh, I mean, I mean, I even think like if you asked, you know, if I went out and asked and be like, hey, like, can I get a little bit of ammunition? Like, OK, this would kind of be funny to play with because they know, you know, for the Hurricanes, you know, I don't I don't know something funny. They would like make fun of us could be, you know, like rednecks, you know, Hicktown, things like that. And maybe you don't know that if you're already, like a fan of a West Coast team or I don't know, maybe something like that. Uh, so like if, if anything, if like someone asked, I'd be like, okay, here's a little bit of something you could play with. And I would hopefully expect them to do the same if I asked, right? Like all press you know, is good press, right? It, right. Yeah. It, it's, gotcha. it, we're all kind of in this together and it's not like, I'm not trying to like beat them. Like we, we can't control that. Right. Our job doesn't change. It's, it's, mm -hmm. you know, if they can help me do my job, I'll try and help them do their job better. It's, it's all like one big happy family in a sense where it's, you know, still competitive and you want to be like funny and, and go at them, but it's all, all in good fun. Yeah. And, th and there's only 32 teams. So you don't want to burning the bridges. Like, you know, <laughs> right. you, you know, yeah. even just, even just separate from the canes. I mean, you're also like, Oh, like I not, you know, I don't know when, you know, their head of social media might be somewhere else and is looking for somebody. And, you know, not that we would want you to leave the canes cause you're doing a bang up job. So <laughs> oh, don't get me wrong, but goodness. yeah, yeah. You know, it's, it's Stay, a small community. Please. That's, 100%. Yeah, no, it's very, very tight knit for sure. Awesome. Look, Florida, Florida wins in uh, game five and understand the Leafs did just did not their core four of all of them. Only Nylander really showed up. Austin Matthews. Uh, you want to talk MIA? Now he's really got the reputation of not being a playoff guy, not being able to take the pressure, whatever. 
and they're all being crucified. And now they're talking about blowing up the Leafs and reshaping everything. Like when the smoke clears from this particular loss and the way they played, it's not so much that they lost. It's the way that those games went. Um, the, there's not, it's not going to look the same next year to be sure. And a lot of teams in that space too, boy. Oh, there are there. There's no question, but going back to that game, <clears throat> Gudis holding the stick of the defenseman as they're rushing in on the goal score where you can see it. It is plain. It is there. He prevents the defender from being able to even make a stick check or whatever. If his stick is not being held up by Gudis, he might've just deflected it away because they had active sticks all game. They were doing that well enough and it goes uncalled for interference penalties. Bennett running around like he always does. Gudis doing the same thing, smoking guys, the pucks nowhere near them. Refs, you know, three blind mice kind of thing. Just it's not, it's not a penalty. It's not a good look. Yeah. The icing puck goes all the way down the ice, and Bobrovsky goes out of his crease and actually plays the puck, but the ref calls icing goaltenders are not allowed to even move, flinch when the puck is going down the ice jack you joke you, you still don't know icing 80s percent of the time i'm arguing that i don't even think the officials know what <laughs> yeah, icing. don't feel is. bad jack like you seriously that is that is it was unbelievable and i'm screaming at the tv brad like i was a leafs fan and like i do as a cane when I'm watching the Canes and seeing stuff like that, I'm screaming at the TV. All I want is for the, and the look officials have the, in the NHL toughest job in the league, including the goaltenders, including the players, toughest job. It is a lightning fast game and you have to make uh, decisions to blow the whistle at a moment's notice and it's got to be hard but those incidents were out there they were out there and they were clear for everyone to see and they refused to blow the whistle or and and i'm laughing because or they thought about blowing the whistle and therefore the goal is disallowed there you go so i that and the puck was I, in the net. I, I have so many thoughts on this series. Uh, the officiating's just it, it's brutal. And and, and we're going to talk in the offseason. I want to bring in some people for roundtable and talk about Rod Brindamore's idea to move two on ice officials up to a booth and have them basically review everything and re- kind of somewhat in real time. And then, you know, if a call gets called, then they, you know, they get it right every time, right. We should put the um, link to that interview up. Him and Elliot yeah, Friedman. To- yeah, we totally will. Totally will. It is it a was, sensational it was, interview. It, and, and Rod's not criticizing the refs. He's actually saying, look, the game is too fast for all this to be done by human eyes in real time. So we have video technology. Let's get it right and do what's right. I, I saw a couple of media outlets who were posting that holding the stick. And it was like, 
penalty or hockey play? It's like, it, it's a penalty. Like that's not a, if you think that's a question, like you're in the wrong business because that that's a penalty, right? It's in the rule book in black and white. It, yeah. The, the, the whole Bob Roski going out. You're right. Like as soon as he makes a move toward the puck, it's not icy. My nine-year-old could tell you it's not ice. Why an NHL ref cannot tell you that's not, I, I, I don't know. But I will say this too. So one is, I feel we have a few friends of the show that are Leaf fans. I think the Leafs spent so much emotional energy just to get around one. I think I, it's not a physical thing. It's a mental thing, right? I think they just, there was so much energy spent and then the elation. And it's like anything else. Like your, you know, your brain only produces so much dopamine and serotonin. And then the levels drop off and you have to just wait until your brain makes more. And I think that's kind of what happened in this case is they just couldn't get back amped up and get rolling. Yeah. A lot of talk in Toronto about blowing things up, you know, as Matthew's going home to, to the coyotes, you know, in exchange for some first round picks, is he, is he the new and not even new? Is he just, you know, the newest version of the Leafs playoff scapegoat? Because we know it used to be Anderson and now Anderson's five and zero. In the playoffs as a cane. I know the Kuchekov game where he gave up four goals is not a good look, but technically that's Kuchekov's loss. I don't make the rules. That's how it is. Anderson's five and no as a cane in the playoffs. That's amazing. The Boston Bruins, just real quick, have $10 million in cap space, have no first or second round pick for the next two years, no second round pick three years from now in 2025. And they have like 11 guys to sign. They're host. They're, they're, I mean, I, I don't know what they're going to do. The Leafs are are better off than that, but they're not in a good position as far as I'm aware. So that is some cap space gymnastics that is going to be second to none. If they are going to ha- field a lot of young guys. Wow, a lot of young guys. That's the only way. It's the only way you can do it. You know. So I, I I feel bad for our our Leaf fans friends. I didn't think the Leafs were going all the way. Again, I, once again, more of it from an emotional thing than anything. But is it any different than Carolina in the last few years where we get to the playoffs and, and the big dogs don't show up, right? It's To me, it's the same thing. Yeah. The difference is Toronto is built that if those four guys don't show up, they're, they're host. Carolina is built that if, if our top four guys don't show up, somebody's going to step up because I was watching the hockey guy this morning. I, I'll try and keep this brief. A hockey guy, Shannon on YouTube, is if you're going to, follow one person on YouTube, make it Shannon. And he was talking about rule changes in the NHL over the years. And it was the best video I've seen about hockey in general in a long time. And he was talking about a lot of people don't know, you used to have a goaltender. I had forgotten this. A goaltender, two defensemen, three forwards, and a rover. And the rover was basically, they can, it's, it's almost like in soccer. They can play forward. They can play defense. They can do anything but play goal, right? They're, wherever they're needed on the ice, that's where the rover goes. Rod Brindamore has pulled like a Ted Lasso to use pop culture because that's the best show on TV other than Kentucky. <laughs> Rod Brindamore has five rovers and a goalie at all times on the ice. Yeah. Players go where they're needed. If they're in the, you know, if, if they're in the attacking zone, they're expected to try and score goals. So if they're in the defensive goal, they're expected to defend. And so they don't have that problem as much as other teams. Like, you know, would we be better with Svechnikov? Absolutely. We'd be better with Pacioretty. Probably. We don't know for sure, but I mean, he was on fire in the five games he did play. <laughs> yeah. Vinan's back on the ice in a no-contact jersey. You know, knock on wood, was he producing points-wise the way he has in the past? No. 
are we better with Teravinen in than somebody else? We we are. Yep. Even even if it's just a chemistry thing and a knowing Aho thing, because if you can get Tavo and, and Aho going together again, that 2086 combo, like it's lethal. Maybe that gets Aho, you know, a little more push. But we've been fortunate. Other guys have stepped up. I, I'm I'm going from Leafs, you know, Florida into uh in into Kane's Devils here a bit, but no, you know, no, it, that it, and that's it, fine. it all kind of connects in some way. Like, you know, we see problems with one team and then, well, why is the other team winning? It's like, because they don't have those problems they are built differently. It's so. funny, you know, Brad, because it's funny that you mentioned that because in watching that game for the Leafs, I got a, like an inside look at the frustration the Leafs must have because I, I've seen every Hurricanes game. I've watched them all. And there is an expectation about how you would play. And I cannot tell you how many times I was yelling at the TV. You got to press that. You got to be <laughs> on it. You know what I mean? It's like, right. it's like I'm watching the Canes, but they're not playing a Canes game. And, and so I was saying, and then I remember, oh yeah, Toronto doesn't play that way. Right. You know, no, and that's almost so, nobody else plays that way. Well, except for potentially our, opponents coming up because they did a lot of pressure they were on top of the Leafs at every second so that's what we can expect coming up the only the one thing I will say is that having the Leafs move on which would have caused civil war it would have created the single greatest uh side story in a playoff series ever which is Freddie taking on the Leafs after he was drummed out of that community for not being good enough, not, you know, being clutch in the big games when everyone put the, you know, put the blame on him Mm -hmm. understanding he is, you know, he does not, he did not have anywhere near the defensive crew that he has now. No, not, not even close. Like it's not even remotely close. So Anderson is going to be great. Let's uh, let's move to the Panthers and what's coming. I and and we'll we'll talk hockey. We've kind of already touched on on Jack and he's good. They're going to be doing their work. So Jack, jump in if you want. You're watching the games too. I see this is going to be a, another series very similar to the. Uh, Islander series it's going to be in the effect that it's chippier it's they're going to be they're playing our game but Gudis, Bennett uh Kachuk they're they've got even Verhage who every now and again has got a little bit of gumption in him and he he starts doing chippy things or whatever they play the hurricane style High pressure, lots of skating, uh, scoring from everywhere, but they're just chippier. And it's going to be ugly. Canes fans, Caniacs, jerks alike, get ready. You're going to be screaming a lot at, yeah. at, at, get your hate on. It's coming because <laughs> it's, it's coming and it's not, and there's just no two ways about it. They're going to do everything they can to agitate the Canes to injure them if they can because again mm-hmm. Gudis, so they Bennett, do. dirty is all get out one of some of the dirtiest players in the league bennett 
himself. Like I can't even tell you. It's it's unbelievable what he does. And it it's gonna be a slobber knocker if if you wanna if you wanna drop into the WWE days and stuff. So slobber knocker is what it's gonna be. Um Brad, let's let's hear what you're looking at coming ahead with uh with the Panthers. You you pretty much nailed it already. So all the things that I said nice about New Jersey, about it not being stuff after the whistle or even before the whistle. Yeah, yeah that's the opposite of what's going to happen here. Um, some storylines, some thoughts in general. Uh, Paul Maurice is our coach. Like I think I said last episode, he, he didn't seem to be a good fit. And then sometime in like March, April, he kind of figured out how to get that team to play, to get them to play well. And they've played very well since. So Indeed. the fact that they were the 17th best team, Wildcard two, you know, the Bruins underestimated them. The Leafs under, underestimated them. The Canes will not. No. They play an up-tempo style like the Canes, but with a lot heavier grit. Caniacs, yep. you are absolutely going to hate guys like Gudis and Kachuk and Bennett because, yeah, Ray's, when Ray says they're dirty players, he's not. <laughs> you just go to YouTube, search for the film. You can see it for yourself. You'll see it's, it. You know, I'm, I'm not lying. That's the style of play. Like, they... If they can knock a guy out of a series, you know, akin to like the old kind of style Bruins or, or Devils, they have no problem with that. Yep. They also have enough talent that they can score. So it's gonna it's gonna be a heck of a series. I don't think this one's gonna be short at all. Um, as playoffs go on, I, I think we all tend to value longer series because you just assume that's gonna happen. That could certainly this could easily go six or seven games. You know, it's the big thing is gonna be, you know. For Kaniacs on social media, use the mute button, use the block button, because oh. you're going to have some Florida Panthers fans talking trash. But, you know, as the Hurricanes, especially for newer fans, I'm thinking like, uh, you know, Nancia, some other folks who are newer to the Canes who haven't seen a long run like this. The deeper that the Hurricanes get in the playoffs, the m- less respect we get nationally, not more, even yeah. though they're fighting the way. You're going to see more and more people popping up about, how the Canes don't deserve it. You know, the same old, same old attendance numbers. Look, the, the Hurricanes were second in attendance in the whole league this year. If you do it by percentage, because somebody asked me on Twitter, like, oh, like that's not really good stat. They should do it by percentage. Um, and this was a Kaniac, like basically calling me out about the second in the league in attendance. I'm like, well, that's not Go my ahead. stat. But the Hurricanes are ninth in the league percentage-wise with an average attendance of 99.6%. Fans show up when you win. Shocker. Who would have yeah. thought? When I moved to Boston, <laughs> the Hurricanes had higher attendance than the Bruins did. Why? Because the Bruins sucked and the Hurricanes did. Yeah. This is not magic. This is not, you know, there are hidden hockey fans away or this market really only has 17,000 hockey fans. No. Money's yeah, tight. I- we're, we're in an economy where it costs, you know, it costs a lot of money to take a family to a game. They're going to come if you're going to win. And the Hurricanes, yep. I think they're at seven seven hundred um, at home for the series. I mean, they're just absolutely rocking the home games. So, yep, PNC is going to be full. Like selling, you know, I saw you know the other day. Oh, the Hurricanes are restricting ticket sales to NC for the playoffs. Um, and this was from like the like you know Florida Panthers Sunshine .net something something some pseudo journalist I'm assuming because the next thing that he said was and the Panthers aren't doing that. It's like, yeah, but you did last round. 
You're not yeah. going to put that in your fancy news article. Everybody does it. A, it's a non-story. And B, if you're going to write a story that the hurricanes are are somehow bad or doing something wrong by doing it, don't then say that your team isn't when your team just got done doing it to the least fans. Yeah. I mean, so so from a social media aspect, I implore you, Kaniacs, mute, block, don't worry about Whatever. it. That you're not missing anything by doing that. I often see people, you know, on social media, especially Twitter, criticizing, you know, some aspects. Some some are even just hurricanes trolls that I don't think are real hurricanes fans that just go troll other people. And I'm like, I, I must curate our timeline pretty well because I don't see most of that stuff. Like I'm very yeah. happy if if somebody just wants to, you know, I, I'm all for talking smack. I can be petty, I can take petty. Uh uh Bobby uh, Brewski. The Bruins guy who did the who did the the oh, skull clap yes. video that people ragging on, um, actually is hoping that we're going to beat the Panthers. You know, he 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 reached out and 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 that's the kind of chirping that I'm here for, right? It's all yeah. in good fun, not taking it too seriously. I said a million times, like, look, this looks like a good dude. He's just pulling for a bad team. Like that's not you know, it's yeah. not his fault. And he's in Winnipeg, which is weird. So very you know. weird. But the people out there that just want to troll you, just block them. Yeah, just, just get rid of them. Just block them. Mute them. Un- understand canes and caniacs and jerks out there. The haters, there is no straw that they will not grasp at. You understand? They will go like there's no bounce. They will yeah. go wherever they think they've got something. They'll grasp at any straw out there yeah. in an effort to prove whatever. If they think they're annoying you, that it's yeah, just it's going to just, encourage them. I just, I just block people. I don't. Yeah, there you go. I have no time this is going to be such a. And the other, the other story. I know there's many. And Paul Maurice coming back is great. Everyone's already talking about it. All of the Stall brothers on the ice. Mm-hmm. All of them together. It's the Stall brothers series, except Jared. Wah, wah, wah. But he's um, so and Jared. Jared's a coach with the pan with the Char- Charlotte Checkers. So is Jared gonna stick with his NC brethren and pull for the Hurricanes, or is he gonna go with the uh, two brothers versus one brother and go with the Panthers? I joke about civil war in my built house. How about yeah. theirs? And Coach Maurice coached all three of our coaches <laughs> in 2002. <laughs> he had Rob Brindamore, Jeff Daniels, and he had Timmy Gleason. Not. In 2002, I don't think he had Timmy Gleason later. Yes, he had Timmy. Isn't that Gleason crazy on the rebound? So yeah, so the the Panthers coach has coached all of our coaches. So <laughs> does that give him an advantage? I don't think so because they weren't really coaches at the time. But does that give maybe Brendan Moore and company a little insight? Because you know, you no, know, Chairman Mo was never known to be a, a a highly inventive coach, right? He he understands the game. He kind of knows what should work and kind of what doesn't, you know, but he's not known for being super flexible. You know, he's known for being a great quote, which thank goodness for that. Cause, uh, cause yeah, I like, gonna, I actually like his, all of his interviews. But I do. I do too. I was just about to there's say there's a lot like of story into my brain, right? Because the post game interviews and stuff are going to be sensational. Make no mistake of that. Uh, and then Rod's playing head games. Like, you know, well, Hey Rod, who's going to start and go? He's like, Oh, it's like, but the games are like six hours. He's like, oh, well, I don't know. That's the way it is. That's Love the way it that. is. We're looking forward to it. Um, I was going to say, so- Jack, I, I, I assume you're getting a little time off. Like you have a little breather here. Because as far as I know, we don't know when the game's going to start, right? 
they're they're going to probably have the the Western Conference games finish up. I'm guessing we'll have a midweek start, mid to late week start for these. So, do you guys have like is this like a little breathing space for you, or is this the opposite? So I work I work for a university, so people are like, oh, summer must be easy for you because the students are gone. I'm like, no, no, like because then I got projects. So all the things that need to be done when students are here, my life is busier when there's no students. So. Do you guys have, a, I mean, you're talking to us, so you must have a little downtime, but is it a little bit of a calm before the storm? Yeah. It? And it's a lot of, <laughs> it, it's a lot of kind of sitting on your hands, uh, waiting until, you know, to see the storylines that come out and the wins and losses, like the, the win loss column is pretty important to the content um, in terms of what direction we're going to go in. So, you know, a lot of it is, is okay. Well, we got to wait and see, like we, we can't, you know, there, there's only so much you can do without knowing what's going on. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and that's dependent on a lot of different things. So, yeah, like we don't even know the dates yet or the times or the networks. So we're just kind of we're, we're in a we're in a mode right now. We're just waiting to see and kind of just racking our brains, trying to like write down some ideas, get the ball rolling. Uh, so once we finally know kind of, OK, this is when we need this by. Let's kick it into overdrive. You know, definitely this weekend was nice that. We, we wrapped it up on Thursday so that we could have like some, some, a little bit of sleep. Right. Um, yeah. So, so hoping, you know, a, a later starts better for us. Like if we start Thursday, that's, that'd be nice. Game one Thursday would be nice. Uh, but we'll see. Like we, we don't know dates at all. So I'm not, mm-hmm. not hiding anything. <laughs> no, no. I, yeah. I, yeah. No, understood. <laughs> right. It's just, you yeah. kind of just wait in a holding pattern ready to act, you know, activate mm-hmm. at the drop of a hat and you guys will get the word. And, and I'm sure there's going to be some amazing ideas, Brad, this has been a great episode. Yeah. I thanks Jack for coming on kind of last second. We've, we've kind of been lucky throughout the playoffs, Ray. We normally for playoffs, it's kind of more me and Ray. We talk a little more hockey than usual instead of more Kanex stories. And this year we've just kind of, you know, lucky to kind of stumble into some folks, right? We had Bruce last week and Matt from LB jerseys. You know, with yeah. the gossip spare jersey. I mean, for you guys in, in social media, you had to be like, oh, like that's a great story. We can we can do something like that gives us something to play off of. Um, and then um when somebody turned me on to you and you were like, Hey, you know, actually I'm not that busy if you know if they can wrap it up and they did. So thanks for, right, yeah, for wrapping yeah. it up early. Um, but yeah, it's but not thank you so much for coming on and talking to us because I know a lot of people have been impressed with with not just your work, but um Allie's work. Um, because I didn't realize there were I'm, not that I didn't know, but it, um, unless you go to like the hurricane staff page, you don't necessarily know, you know, we have a couple of, you know, graphic designers and, you know, I know we have video folks and audio folks and everything. So um, I you know somebody just put your name on it. And I was like, Oh, like he designed all four of these because they're so similar, you know, there's, they feel like a set. And so to know that multiple people worked on them and, and you can't tell, I think is a testament to how good a job you all have done because, you know, that's one of those things that's difficult in art and in that kind of space is to have multiple people doing things and have it appear seamless. And it looks absolutely seamless. I, I would, I just assumed you did them all until today. Um, tell Allie, like if I didn't know it, I'd invited her on too. I just didn't know what I don't know. So uh, maybe, maybe another time we can maybe have Allie or, or somebody else from the team would want to come on. Cause I think a little peek behind the curtain, I think it's good for, for, you know, for the team. I think it's good for the social media folks. I'm sure Dan and Mike probably don't mind most of the time if it's, you know, as, as long as there's no like gotcha journalism involved because the fans want to know, like the fans, we often say small market team has to connect with the fans. Like you have to be one pulling together. And I think 
all these little peeks behind the curtain like you've given us today help the fans feel more connected to the team. And that's only good for team, right? That's that drives sales. It drives revenue. People buy tickets. It gets people like Nancia to say like to her friends, like, I just went to a hockey game and it's awesome. And you guys should come with me and, and do this thing. So we, we really appreciate the time for you taking you know, time out of your, of your weekend and, and on, on mother's day too. So yeah, I don't know how Chat. busy you might be the rest of the day, but you know, taking you know an hour out for us is, is really awesome. And yeah, and, no, I, I appreciate it. Yeah. And Jack, Jack, let me just uh, on behalf of Caney action jerks everywhere. I'll just assume this. Uh, I have such a, we have a deep admiration for the creativity and, and just the work that you and your colleagues have put in to hype this team, to hype the sport. Uh, it is cerebral and it is fantastic. And we cannot wait to see what you have in the coming series and I'm saying series as multiple because we are going to beat the Panthers. Series is, I made is. the mistake. I made the mistake of picking against this team against the Devils because I thought that uh, Schmid had caught a Cam Ward heater as a rookie who was just going to be able to carry them the rest of the way. I was wrong. Rod proved me wrong. The system works. We've got a great team, regardless of who's in the lineup, because they're all doing the same thing. We're moving on, and that's just that. And we get more of what you and the graphic design team have been able to put forth. Thank you so much. I love it. I love every aspect of it, and we all do. Thank you for your work. Yeah, thank you guys so much for having me on. It, it was uh, it was a lot of fun, uh, I, and I hope I answered some questions that people might have. I mean, I'm, I didn't I didn't know this community was kind of so. Uh, I, I don't know the word for it. I, I know they're enthusiastic. Don't get me wrong, but like I I think like two weeks ago before the playoffs started, I probably had like 800 followers on Twitter, and now I think I'm up to like 1600, and it's like oh wow, this is really cool, and they're all like Canes fans, so. Uh, it's cool getting to interact with them um, and, and like people, you know, send me messages and, and talk to them and, and just like a lot of love from the Caniacs. So, so shout out to them. And we got what, eight more wins to go. So eight more it's time to go. The, yeah. the Caniacs will never have Leafs nation size. No, but we already have Leafs nation heart. Yeah. As far Beyond. as I'm concerned. Beyond, we don't. The Caniacs who show so up love this team. <laughs> uh, yeah, they we do. So with that, Brad, we've covered everything. We've gotten a backstage look at all the great work that the graphic team is doing to hype us up, get us all fired up. We've looked a little bit ahead, covered the league. Is there anything else we need to do? Go Canes! Go Canes! Thank you, everyone, for tuning in. Ray and I greatly appreciate your support in helping us produce an informative and fun podcast. As always, we'd like to say that we believe hockey is for everyone, whether you're a Kaniac or a bunch of jerks doesn't matter, as we're just a couple of jerks anyway. We would love to hear your questions, comments, and suggestions. We will do our best to answer anything hockey-related. 
can reach us via email at stormseller97 at gmail.com. On Twitter, we are at stormseller97, and on Facebook at facebook.com slash stormseller97.